Welcome to this edition of Fixed Interest, where we will be discussing the implications of the midterm U.S. elections for economic policies, along with the outlook for the U.S. economy and public finances. My name is Shelley Shetty, and I'm a managing director and head of Americas and Asia Sovereign Ratings at Fitch. And I'm very happy to be joined by Richard Francis, the co-head for the Americas Sovereign Ratings and the primary analyst for the U.S. Now, by background, the U.S. midterm elections will be held on November 8th. Uh, clearly, the outcome of the elections will decide the balance of power between the Democrats and Republicans in the U.S. Congress, which in turn will shape the agenda of the Biden administration in the second half of its term. Now, these elections are coming against a backdrop of economic deterioration, with the U.S. experiencing a high inflation rate, the Fed tightening monetary policy aggressively, and Fitch's expectation that the U.S. economy will experience a mild recession in 2023. So, Richard, just to kick off, uh, perhaps you can tell us a bit about how the U.S. midterm election landscape is evolving and the importance of these elections, which come at the midpoint of the tenure of the Biden administration. Hi, Shelley. Polls indicate that the House of Representatives will likely flip to the Republicans, although it's unclear how large of a majority they will get. The Senate, on the other hand, is much more closely contested with Democrats having a slight edge. The Senate majority will come down to the outcomes in just three or four states, including Pennsylvania and Georgia. In the House, the Freedom Caucus of the Republican Party is likely to gain seats and have key leadership roles, which could push the party to the right and set up a number of contentious debates over spending, entitlement programs, and the debt ceiling, among others. The bottom line is that we can expect the divided government to lead to gridlock. So Richard, in your view, what could be the main priorities of the Biden administration in the second half of its administration, and how the election results could shape the agenda? Uh, For example, how do you see the discussion regarding the debt ceiling uh, evolving next year, and do you think congressional makeup will be conducive for addressing long-term challenges such as entitlement reform? The Biden administration will seek to address a number of key issues in the lame duck session of Congress before the December recess. Uh, In fiscal matters, the Congress agreed to a short-term continuing resolution that funds the government through December 16th. So they will need to reach an agreement for the 2023 fiscal year appropriations bills or pass further continuing resolutions to fund the government to avert government shutdowns. Assuming that the Republicans take one branch, if not both branches of the government, they could push for spending cuts in order to move to raise the $31.4 trillion debt ceiling uh, limit, something that some members of the Freedom Caucus faction have advocated. The federal government debt currently stands at over $31.1 trillion, so the limit could be hit as early as the first quarter of 2023, depending on revenue performance over the next few months. A divided government is clearly not conducive to addressing long-term challenges such as entitlement reform. Neither party seems to have the political appetite to tackle Medicare and Social Security issues. The Bipartisan Committee for Responsible Federal Budget estimates that Medicare will be insolvent in six years and Social Security in 12 years. So clearly this is a burning issue that needs to be addressed. Now, Richard, pivoting to the economy and the U.S. fiscal outlook, uh, let's first start on the economy. What is Fitch's baseline on the economy and what are the main downside risks and will the economic outlook have any bearing on the AAA ratings of the U.S.? We are expecting the U.S. to enter a mild recession in 2023. 
The U.S. Fed is now raising rates at a rapid pace with a 75 basis point increase expected by the markets in November. This will increasingly weigh on job growth and consumer demand next year. Lower global growth and a strong U.S. dollar will also hurt U.S. exports. We therefore expect the U.S. economy to slip into recession in the second and third quarters of next year with a rising unemployment. Inflation should only gradually fall to 7% by year in 2022 and then slowly fall further in 2023 to 3.6%. Given the gradual pace of disinflation, we believe that interest rates will need to stay at restrictive levels through all of 2023 before the Fed can begin to cut rates in 2024. Faster and higher increases in interest rates and or geopolitical factors are risks that could lead to a deeper than expected recession. Despite the economic downturn that we expect next year, the U.S.'s AAA rating remains supported by structural strengths that include the size of the economy, high per capita income, and a dynamic business environment. Furthermore, the U.S. benefits from issuing the U.S. dollar, which is the world's preeminent reserve currency, and from that, the associated extraordinary financing flexibility, which has been highlighted once again by development since March 2020 during the pandemic with the rapid monetary and fiscal responses by the U.S. government to confront the epidemic. The U.S. debt tolerance is considered to be higher than that of other AAA sovereigns as well. So now let's talk a little bit on the uh, fiscal outlook. Uh, How do you see the near-term and medium-term outlook for the U.S. public finances and debt in the context of rising interest rates? What are the key aspects of uh, fiscal policy that you will be monitoring in the second half of the Biden administration? The fiscal upturns and the growth rebound were uh, much better than we expected at the beginning of the pandemic, meaning that debt-to-GDP rose less than expected with debt to GDP at 114% in 2022, which is actually down modestly from 118% in 2021. These were factors that led us to stabilize the rating back in the summer. Um, We expect general government deficits to remain steady at around 5% of GDP over the next two years and debt to GDP only rising a couple of percentage points. However, failure to tackle medium-term challenges from entitlement programs would lead to rising fiscal deficits and significant increases in the debt burden over the coming decade. Additionally, higher-than-expected increases in interest rates could also impact the debt level. We estimate that 200 basis point rise above our forecast could signify a 9 percentage point increase in the debt-to-GDP ratio. We're not expecting any significant new spending packages or tax cuts over the rest of the Biden administration, given the gridlock that we're expecting from the Congress. Um, Of course, we're going to continue to monitor the ability of Congress to pass appropriations acts to fund the government and avoid shutdowns, and as well as uh, increasing the, the debt ceiling limit. So finally, Richard, before we end, uh, as you think about the U.S.'s AAA rating and the stable outlook, uh, what developments could put a downward pressure on the rating or the outlook, especially given that in July of this year, we affirmed the AAA rating of the U.S. and revised the outlook to stable uh, from negative? We note three key factors that could lead to a negative rating action for the U.S.'s AAA rating. One would be a significant and sustained rise in the general government debt-to-GDP ratio. The second is a deterioration in the governance quality that undermines the integrity of the U.S. political system, 
with negative uh, implications for the effectiveness of, of the government and institutions and managing the economy and absorbing adverse shocks. And the third is a decline in the coherence and credibility of U.S. policymaking that undermines the reserve currency status of the U.S. dollar and therefore the government's financing flexibility. As noted, um, over the medium term, the U.S. needs to tackle entitlement programs or uh, we're going to see a sustained rise in debt. Already, the U.S. debt level is almost triple that of the AAA median, and it's well above U.S. historical debt levels. And obviously, long-running government shutdowns or a failure to increase the debt ceiling limit in a timely manner could have negative credit implications. Thanks a lot, Richard, for your insights. Uh, Thank you for listening. And for more on the U.S., you can access our research on our website, FitchRatings.com. Hope you will join us in the next Fixed Interest podcast. Thank you.